for everybody here. Thank you for listening. Good night and go blue. You are listening to your home for Michigan athletics. 88.3 WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Locate us on the web at WCBN.org. 15 seconds remain. If Pandora's box is a box of chocolates, would I know to stay away? What's said? Hand off his box, a box of chocolates. Would I eat them anyway? Cause every time I have half a mind to leave you, babe, that means I have half a mind to stay. Good evening. It's Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. My name is Mike. Pandora's Lunchbox is a show about food and restaurants and so much more. And today I have a guest in the studio. Ali is the owner of Jerusalem Gardens. How you doing? I'm doing good. Thank you. How you doing? I'm good. So Jerusalem Gardens is the longest-running Middle Eastern restaurant in Ann Arbor. And I thought, uh, for those who might not be familiar with it, although I have to say... Uh, most everybody in the city of Ann Arbor has carried a falafel from Jerusalem Gardens at one time or another. To those who might not be familiar, can you talk a little bit about uh, Jerusalem Gardens? Yeah, um, we're on uh, 307 South 5th Ave in uh, Ann Arbor, of course. Um, you know, we opened up in 87. It was our father who opened the place up. Uh, he was a retired butcher and uh, took his retirement and uh, opened up what was then called uh, San Francisco San Francisco Sub Shop. Small little place when it first opened up. It was only about 350 square feet. I mean, we we're still small, uh, but we have grown considerably larger since uh, the first days of, of, the, of the garden. And uh, yeah, so 23, 24 years later, uh, we're, we've um, found a home here. A lot of community support. Uh, it's a great town to be in. And, uh, you know, and I'm here. I mean. Yeah. Now, so am I understanding correctly that the San Francisco sub shop used to be in that spot? Is that correct? Yeah. There was a few places that opened up, um, had some short life, like six months. There was like two or three different small places that were catered for like the lunch crowd. Uh, just never really took root for very long. And uh, fortunately, it worked out well for us. Yeah. I... It's near a spot where a lot of people are working, and so you can pop down there and grab a falafel. That's something I was doing. I became kind of a falafel holic in the early '90s. Well, they got they got treatment now for that, Mike. So, yeah, that's yeah. is it. Is that the is it sort of a holistic treatment where you actually what's it homeopathic where you have more falafel to treat your falafel addiction? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just gotta pump it in. You know, just keep pumping it in, and yeah, uh, you, you you get uh, immune to it, and <laughs> <laughs> and then you can eat more. Then, yeah, yeah, yeah. The first couple might be a little rough, but after that, you know, your body definitely. Uh, Likes it. Your body adjusts to it. <laughs> <laughs> so the falafel itself. Let's start from the very beginning. What is a falafel, and or a falafel sandwich? What's that? It's all a about? you know simply it's a vegetarian burger. Um, a little bit more than that. It it starts with the garbanzo beans. Um, we'll soak them, and then we'll grind them with some onions and parsley and some spices. And uh, you know we use like a meat grinder, but nothing's ground in there other than 
the falafel. So for all you vegetarians, don't don't worry. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, um, so you, you you grind the garbanzo with the onions and parsley and spices, and then you shape them into patties and you deep fry them. Uh, simply, we use a soybean oil. Um, you can use other types of oil. Some people even bake falafel um, to get away from from the deep fryer. But um, you know, it's it's still plenty good for you even even though they're fried and then you you know you put them in a falafel we make a sandwich obviously uh from those but people eat them by themselves uh, i brought you some in today um okay so we can observe as a uh, uh, figure one uh, so figure exhibit one, one. We got, we yes got some evidence in here um so then we make them you know make them into sandwiches we put lettuce tomatoes and hummus and tahini sauce you can put some fettuccine in there or tabbouleh or some people like yogurt and cucumber you know build it the way you like it Okay. So that's uh, right there. That's a whole lot of food. That's that's like an entire cuisine in one sandwich that you've kind of uh, mentioned, which I think uh, on the one hand, there are all kinds, of, all kinds of food at a restaurant like Jerusalem Gardens. On the other hand, it's also uh, handy food that you can just grab and you're eating a bunch of stuff at once. Yeah. Like you said earlier, you know, it's a pretty big lunch spot. It's It's a place you can go grab something quick if, you know, you want to go to the park or walk around, um, you know, it is, it is a convenient, uh, food that, you know, you, you might want it sometimes treat as a snack, but you know, the falafel itself is pretty filling. It'll definitely keep you going. Definitely. Now, uh, how do you decide what's on your menu? What are some of the, if you give me an example, other than the falafel, you've got all kinds of other sandwiches. Some are vegetarian and some are meat sandwiches, some with lamb, some with beef. Uh, what are some of the choices that go into uh, how you make the food and what goes on your menu? Well, we started with what was there when I took it over. Uh, well, me and my, my sisters and brothers um, in 93. Uh, you know, that's when my, my, my father passed away, got rest of soul. So we, we, we just stuck to what was, you know, the core, um, true, successful uh, items that people would, you know, reorder and order. Um, you know, so you don't go away from what made you, you know, successful. We did introduce chicken uh, later on, and I think in 97, um, and that's become uh, successful as well. Um, so, you know, uh, the, two, the two sandwiches are, are, are types of foods, you know, people will go, and when it comes to that protein, it'll be the falafel or you go to the chicken. Uh, so we do have a beef and lamb kafta kebab, and since we started adding lamb to it a couple of years ago, that's definitely gained a lot more in popularity. Um, so you got a beef and lamb dish, and then you got an all beef shish kebab. Uh, we try to like keep, you know, we don't have any seafood. You know, the thing is, the restaurant is small, so it makes us forces us to keep it simple and small. We can't try to do a whole lot out of the small space that we work in. So um, you know, we just stick to the core elements, and and we make sure we 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 you know keep them consistent and fresh and good. And you have a lot of fresh, I think is another word. I mean, you have a lot of fresh ingredients, even even in a small space, that's a lot of ingredients and a yeah. lot of different and a lot of variety too. You definitely have to be there to, to, you know, rotate things and manage things and order frequently. You know, you, you definitely can't order for a whole week at once. Um, and you got to make sure you order right or you start running out or you throw things out and you can't, can't make money doing that. So, um, yeah, I mean... Then, you know, the lentil soup is popular. The hummus is, is, is extremely popular. Um, 
You know, you like the fetouche. A lot of pe- a lot of people love our fetouche. Fetouche is uh, something that I'd like to talk about a little bit at length a little later on in the show too. But yeah, fetouche is uh, another example of one of the salads. Salads fetouche tabbouleh. Tabbouleh is another one. I mean, we do add a few more vegetables in that. It's what it's traditionally made with. Um, but that's you know something that uh, once you start making something a certain way and you have people who like it that way, it's kind of hard to change the thing halfway through. So you kind of yeah. just stick with what was what was originally in it and uh, we've you know changed a few things you know now we'll add red peppers instead of green peppers and we use red onions instead of you know yellow onions so you know it's using better ingredients whenever you can yeah now tabbouleh is uh, a salad that's that's also very popular and parsley is a major ingredient in, in that yeah, is that a, correct it's essentially a parsley salad yeah and i think people growing up learned to see parsley as this really s- stiff um uh, prop on the side of dishes. I think about a hundred years ago, at least in in I don't know middle American cuisine, it used to actually have flavor. And then they, I think they managed to breed some that had no flavor at all and just stick a little sprig on the side of a dish. So when you have uh, tabbouleh for the first time, I think you'll be very pleasantly surprised to find that it's a really refreshing, really full flavor. And and the ingredients that go with it really complement it. What are some of the ingredients that uh, go with the parsley? Well, traditionally, you'd uh, just stick with like you know, scallions and tomatoes and bulgur wheat. Uh, you can put a little mint in there, lemon juice, salt, and vinegar, and a little olive oil. Now, we'll add um, a few other things to it. Um, you know, some people like it. Some people, you know, won't, you know, put me on a cross for it. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, carrots is something that I get a, a little bit of flack about. But Uh-oh. it's still in there. Um, <laughs> and then you'll add a little bit of red uh, red pepper as well. So there's a few more things that you'll find in ours than you will you will down in Dearborn uh, coming out of a, a traditional Lebanese kitchen. Um, so, uh, but, yeah, parsley is funny. It's like you, you throw some parsley down on some hummus and people will eat everything but the parsley. They won't even touch the hummus that the parsley is sitting on. So ah. I think, you know, um, some, some people, really, I mean, I think maybe it's an acquired thing, you know, you know, uh-huh. after you've had it and you begin to learn, you know, uh, you, you like it more. But uh, initially it's funny, if, you know, so, yeah, um, you know, it's, it's actually a, like a natural breath freshener. It's like a parsley, it's like yeah. Parsley, yeah. So maybe that's why it's. For you too, right? Yeah, I'm sure it's good definitely, definitely yeah. good for you. And, what does it have? You know. What kind of vitamins? Vitamin, yeah, vitamin C, for sure. Vitamin yeah. C yeah. and maybe parsley. Maybe A, I'm sure A's and wow. B. I didn't know parsley had vitamin C, so that's that's cool. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I I'm not a doctor, so don't quote me on that. <laughs> Doctor Ali from. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a few years a few years off. Yeah. Chief practitioner of uh, Jerusalem sure, Gardens. Yeah, give yes. me your money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So we're talking to Ali, who is the owner of Jerusalem Gardens, which is very near the corner of Packard and Fifth Street, the longest-running Middle Eastern restaurant in Ann Arbor. And what's interesting, I think, about your cuisine at your restaurant and Middle Eastern cuisine is the way flavors kind of set each other off, the interesting combination of things. I think of the chicken shawarma sandwich. You have, I guess there are different kinds of shawarma sandwiches, correct? There are, but in our place, we've again we've had to keep it simple and never stick on just with the chicken. Mm-hmm. But there is a, a beef and a lamb shawarma, especially the lamb shawarma is pretty popular. Uh, but back in the day when we first introduced that item, the health department told us we couldn't have a spigot that you see the chicken that are, is cooked on a spigot. I'm sure the maybe the laws have changed or they have different inspectors now. But um, but anyhow, but yeah, you 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 need a spigot to to really you know. 
uh, make the lamb shawarma. So we, we just stick with the kofta and offer that as our lamb dish. But yeah, I mean, the shawarma, um, you know, it's, it is, you know, what I like about that sandwich a lot is, is the pickles and the, pickles. And the yogurt sauce. You know, I mean, without the pickles, it's just, you know, it's not the same. Pick, I mean, you have chicken with a marinade, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's a marinated chicken and it's broiled. And um, you have uh, some yogurt, some... Yeah, it's it's not as garlicky as, as, as some places make. There's, there's mostly garlic. Ours has a, a lot more yogurt and oil. And uh, so... And pickles, uh, which pickles. to me, chicken, yogurt, and pickles, there's something about... And, and it's wrapped up, of course, in pita bread. Right. And the, the flavors really set each other off, I think. I mean, you have the little bit of the sharp saltiness of the pickles. You have the... The tartness of the yogurt and the chicken has this marinated flavor. It's really rich. And right, and we're using a, a white chicken breast, the meat, you know, so it's fresh. We don't we don't have a freezer, so everything is fresh, and I think that's that's kind of key when when you're you're in a kitchen and when you're using you know food, if you can avoid the freezer, you know, it's it's always better. Um, so that's that's one thing that that definitely I mean, we could. I mean, at times it would have been nice to have a freezer, but <laughs> uh, you know, it, no. So yeah, using you know, good quality meat is definitely key, like any any other kind of ingredient. Um, so yeah, cool. Well, we're going to take a screeching left turn here real quickly and listen to a song about chicken. Okay, man. Seems like a that. good idea. Just don't ask me to sing. Okay. No. Uh, well, I was going to ask you to sing, but <laughs> that's okay. That's fine. I, no, I'm, <laughs> no, thank you, Ali, for being here from Jerusalem Gardens. We're going to talk a little more about Fatouche and other stuff in a second. But meanwhile, Joe Tex has gone chicken crazy, and I think you need to hear what he has to say about that. <laughs> chicken on the menu. I'll give you five dollars if you do. And if anybody invites you to their house for dinner, they can have four or five different kinds of meat on their mind. But they can't go wrong cooking no chicken. No. You have chicken wings, chicken necks, chicken breasts, chicken backs, chicken thighs, and chicken feet. <laughs> yeah, they gone chicken crazy. They've gone chicken crazy. They've gone chicken crazy. They've gone chicken crazy. Chicken don't stand a chance no more. North, south, east, or west. You can bet your bottom dollar a chicken is in a tub of mess. <laughs> Look here. Watch this. See that man sitting over there? Watch this. Say, Mr. Man. Yeah. Where you from? I'm from down in Georgia. What's your favorite meat? Man, I love me some chicken. <laughs> See how I told you? See that lady over there? Watch this. Say, Miss Lady. Miss Lady? Where are you from? I'm from New York. New who? New York. All right, New York. Well, tell me, what's your favorite meat? 
Oh, I just love the way they cook that southern fried chicken. Cause I'm not from down there, you know. I live up north. <laughs> yeah, I know. Got Mississippi written all over you. Talking about that. Look here. Get <laughs> that damn chicken up up in New York. <laughs> Look here. See that little boy coming down the street? Watch this. Say, little boy. Yeah, sir. Where you from? I'm from California. What's your favorite meat? Chicken, man, chicken. <laughs> See that? I told you, it don't make no different where you're from. North, east, south, and west. They love that chicken. They've gone chicken crazy. They've gone chicken crazy. They've gone chicken crazy. They've gone chicken crazy. Ow! <laughs> yeah, the red bean ain't doing bad either. <laughs> you know something else? Ain't no foul of the air. We bake him, we boil him, we broil him, stew him, fry him, make chicken soup, chicken dumplings, so forth and so on. You know, if my woman got me some chicken at home for dinner, I'm gonna ring her neck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they gone chicken crazy. They gone chicken crazy. Ow! Gone chicken crazy. Ow! Chicken crazy. And Joe Tex dances on down 5th Street. He's going chicken crazy because he's had chicken shawarma, and there's really not much you can do to help him, but that's probably a good thing. Ollie, how you doing? I'm good. Thanks, Mike. Let me try that again. Sorry. And how are you doing? I'm good. There, I did that right that time. I think I went chicken crazy. I forgot how to operate this equipment. This is Pandora's Lunchbox, a show about food. Ali from Jerusalem Gardens is here. Ali is the owner of Jerusalem Gardens. And uh, I have a question about tabbouleh. Actually, a couple of questions about tabbouleh, because I noticed something, that the tabbouleh at Jerusalem Gardens is different from, I'm sorry, Fatouche. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for... I was like, yes. yeah, we already talked about We talked about I'll tabbouleh. I'll go back to that if you want. Yes, the tabbouleh's great. I'm, I'm tabbouleh crazy, too. <laughs> so, about the fatouche. Yes, fatouche at Jerusalem Gardens is different from other places that I've had, and I've noticed that many other places have a similar kind of fatouche. Fatouche is a salad, which has... Part of its ingredient is sumac. That's something that is spread on it. It makes it a, a tart flavor. It also has... Now, lettuce, of course, is a basic ingredient. What else is in... Well, fatouche generally? Fatouche traditionally is just like a salad that you made with all your leftovers, you know? So it really, and, and, and to use your stale bread. Not okay. to say the bread we use is stale. But that was just traditional. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's a way of cleaning out the fridge. Um, so, you know, it, there's a lot of different things you can put in fatouche. Uh, what what makes it a fatouche is, is the pita bread. As long as you toast or fry pita, you can call it fatouche. So you, you crumble use, it up. Uh, for, for the pita chips, yeah, either after you've toasted them or fried them, yeah, you'll mm-hmm. start with, you know, obviously a larger piece and then, you know, you can break it down to whatever size, but that's what, that's the, what makes it technically a fatouche. Otherwise you can put radishes in there or, you know, tomatoes, you know, yeah, whatever. Um, but ours, you know, we'll, we'll keep it to the same ingredients and we're, we're fortunate we can get strawberries in February. So uh, not not that we use strawberries, but here, you know, you can get, you know, any produce for the most part you want as long as you're willing to pay the price for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not as good as you'd get in California, obviously, because, you know, it drives, you know, it goes three, 4,000 miles before it gets here. But that being said, you know, we use carrots and onions and uh, cucumbers and tomatoes, good red stuff. peppers and parsley, not as much parsley that goes into the tabbouleh. 
you know, salt, lemon juice, vinegar, a little, little oil in the sumac to top it off, and then the pita chips. Now the pita chips go soggy, so some people want them on the side, add them later, you know, uh, that kind of thing. You can get them fried or toasted, those, that pita, so that's yeah. another choice. Right, yeah, so, and then, you know, so, yeah. Well, I've noticed the fried is is, is tastier for me. I mean, I, you prefer you're not fried. you're not going to save that many calories, and you know, I mean, I'd walk and <laughs> you know up a flight of stairs. It's definitely worth it. Worth it. I'd, <laughs> I'd, I'd go. I'd go with the fried pita. Go with the fried pita, yeah. whether you're walking up a flight of stairs or not. It's uh, if it tastes good, sounds like a plan. Yeah. Now, some of the places I've noticed that have uh, fatouche, I enjoy it, but it's just different. It's uh, larger, maybe larger pieces of lettuce, larger slices of tomato. And your fatouche is more chopped up a little bit, finer pieces. That's just yeah. Uh, you know, it used to be bigger, you know. Uh, it depends on who you got working in the kitchen. Some people, oh, okay. you know, work a knife a little differently than others. Um, so, you know, we've we've got uh, some people back there now who, who definitely like to chop it finer. And actually, I enjoy it better that way. I feel like the more surface area you have, the, the more that... Uh, the uh, the others like the salt and the, and the lemon have to to stick to and and with each bite you have more pieces of different vegetables so you're not oh, just yeah. having one piece of cucumber you're having cucumber with some onion in it and carrot so you're getting the mix of of flavors in one bite where instead of just having one or two vegetables you're having three or four in a bite so you know having them having them fine you know finer cut gives you that plus it gives more surface area for for other other things to adhere to. Cool. So it's it's scientific as well. I think so, yeah. Joy I, yeah, Joy is I'm a actually a scientist now too. Yes, yeah, so yeah. you're a scientist, doctor, doctor scholar, yeah, gentleman <laughs> and a scholar. I'll be flying a plane out of here. I'll be a pilot soon. Yeah, out here from we out here at the uh, basement penthouse of WCBM. We do have <laughs> we do have a helicopter uh, pad. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to like the uh, Palestinian taking controls of that right now. So <laughs> Look out. Uh-oh. <laughs> I might be grounded. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, this is like a penthouse, like a subterranean penthouse, really. Subterranean penthouse of WCBN. Yeah. Now, um, I guess I have some questions about what are some of your food food memories growing up? What were some of your favorite foods growing up? And and yeah. also, I guess, you know, how, did you decide I, I, I would love to own a restaurant? Did that come gradually? You know, stuff like that. No, no, not at all. I mean, I took it over for, for different, you know. For different reasons, I never thought I'd be running a restaurant right now. I've always liked food, though. Um, you know, my first, you know, I, one of my first Arabic, you know, we grew up speaking Arabic in the house. Um, in Detroit? First, in Detroit? In, in Livonia, Westland, yeah. Huge okay. Arab population back then, for sure. Um, but, so one of my first words was, uh, you know, lahme, which means meat. You know, uh-huh. I was always into into lahme. You know, I wanted, yeah. I wanted meat, you know, that and, you know, ajin, which is dough. Mm. You know, so between, you know, bread and meat, I was, you know, <laughs> I was hooked. You're all set. So, yeah, I, you know, but growing up, I, either, although, you know, I love falafel now and it, and it pays my mortgage. Uh, <laughs> I, as growing up, I didn't really care for it all that much. Yeah. I, was, I was going hungry that night. <laughs> you preferred, uh, so you prefer things like uh, kibbe or? Uh, growing up? Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, I, I liked it, like the kafta and the shish kebab, I and mean, we ate a lot of rice, and we had different meals uh, at the house growing up, you know, matlube and a few other traditional, um, more slow-cooked, longer 
uh, bigger entree type of, of foods, you know, um, you know, it wasn't always just hummus and fettuccine and falafel. You know, hummus was just on the weekends for breakfast, typically with, you know, cheese and tea and, but, you know, dinners were a little different. I mean, we, we it was, there's, there's a lot more to the, um, to Middle Eastern cooking than, than what we offer at Jerusalem Garden, to, to be honest with you. So th- that's just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to what there is to have in Middle Eastern uh, cuisine. Um, you know, maybe later do something else with another type of, type of business to, 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 to showcase that part of, of, of the menu. But, um, yeah, growing up, yeah, we did, definitely had some of the things that we sell, but uh, for, to a large degree. And then we had, you know, some American food, you know, spaghetti. I love spaghetti oh, yeah. growing up, pizza, you know, steak, hamburgers, you know, that's, you know, we grew, I know, we, you know, we grew up here, so. All the good things in, in life. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And um, let's see, what was I thinking of? Now, um, what are some, so, so I guess what what you're saying makes me think of the fact that uh, if you have food at Jerusalem Gardens, it gives you uh, one sense of what Middle Eastern food can be like. And uh, and there and this is a, basically we have a great area where there are a lot of different options that way. But Jerusalem Gardens is a great place where you can get a fresh it's, variety. It's of things. very simple, you know, fresh, definitely healthy, very, you know. Um, but is it you know we you know is it stuffed cabbage and and stuffed you know bell peppers and that kind of thing, cauliflower and you know there is just you know I wish it was I wish mm-hmm. we had the room to do it, um, but it definitely um, gives you a good introduction to to the the Middle Eastern cuisine and you're going to see a lot of those ingredients in all these other kind of dishes that that we did grow up eating so you know you're you're, you're starting off with the basic you know the same things that coming out of your fridge good stuff what did you eat mike what were you eating when you grew up what was i eating i know we had a a variety of stuff definitely some italian stuff because uh there's some italian on both sides of my family uh pasta fazool was one dish that i enjoyed a lot uh, definitely some of the traditional lasagna and spaghetti and gnocchi was one that I was pretty crazy about. Yeah. Uh, just the, those potato things. I, my grandmother made pretty amazing ones. So I want some now. Actually, if I can get <laughs> some gnocchi with a side of tabbouleh, I think I'll be set. Yeah. Maybe well, some gnocchi We got tabbouleh. half of it covered. You got some newly, maybe a little bit of both. Get, get a little bit of combination there. <laughs> well, any other thoughts, Ollie? No, I just uh, appreciate uh, you inviting me down here. This is definitely a treat. It's an experience that uh, I'll definitely remember. Um, it, this place is awesome. If people who are listening, I don't know the three people that might be listening right now. Maybe I mean, four and you, a half. You mentioned even. that I was coming, so you probably lost some listenership. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this place is definitely awesome, man. I mean, this is like a, a playground. WCBN, it is a playground. Yeah. <laughs> well, Ollie's the owner of Jerusalem Gardens. Thank you so much for coming by. All right. Thanks a lot for having me. Well, I found a song called Tabuli. Maybe that's why I got confused earlier. This is a group from East Lansing called Mystic Shake. And I don't know if a Mystic Shake is a fruit shake or what, but uh, this is called Tabuli. It's from their album called Shake Your Can. And it's very, it's, I don't know how wholesome it is, but we'll give it a shot. Uh, coming up in a moment, Arwolf will help us to face the music. And you're listening to WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Dick, I am hungry. Ben, you're hungry for love? 
I'm hungry for something, I'll tell you. Yeah, well, I can see that. You know, but I don't want anything too heavy. Not too heavy? Kind of nice and light, if you know what I mean. Well, I think I'm getting the idea, but, you know, I want to hear about it, so do tell. Well, if you want a salad that's light and tart, I'm telling you, Jack, you better get smart. Look across the ocean to the Middle East and get yourself this dish from the Lebanese. Add some cracked wheat, lemon, and olive oil and lots of parsley in a great big bowl. Add some mint and onion and don't you know, don't forget the tomato Just past 7 o'clock, this is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. There's an entire song about Tabuli. And we just had Ali down here from Jerusalem Garden. What a uh, 
what a nice thing, what a nice surprise to have him down here. I also want to mention, uh, I think two of the best restaurants in this town are Jerusalem Garden, right there next to Herb David Guitar Studio, and also um, Earthen Jar. And if you if you just alternate going between one and the other uh, every time you're in that area, uh, you get very well nourished with some of the best food, I think, in this town. Well, got a, a pretty serious mixed bag on this show tonight. Going to begin with some selections from Jazz and Hot Dance in Switzerland. That's Jazz and Hot Dance Music in Switzerland, 1921.